0: Hey folks, and welcome back to another episode of Get Wrecked, the only podcast anywhere in the world where two buds take turns recommending and reviewing some of their favorite pop culture hits, hidden gems, and oddities. I'm, of course, your host and resident silly boy Thor, joined today as always by my friend and co-host. He is an opera singer wearing a short skirt and a long, long jacket. It's Micah. (laughs) <laughs> it's so funky yeah man oh dude it's been so long since we've seen each other Micah. it
1: actually has been a little bit it's uh life has been a little bit nuts for both of us yeah yeah so how's fatherhood going is that going okay
0: um so, okay here's the thing it's as, as that good was as, not a good sound to me as good as
1: fatherhood no. could be for a new father yeah. right newborn
0: all right he's awesome the sun is great. It's wonderful. But here's the thing. It's not fun yet. I mean, sure. like at best, it's boring. And then at worst, it's like I haven't slept and I don't know which way is left or right. And I'm just trying to hold it together for a few minutes. because. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's mostly just boring. Like, I, I love him. He's awesome. But he can't do cool stuff yet. He can't talk yet. Uh so really he has like three things. He either he's just hanging out being cute, yep. he's sleeping mm-hmm. or crying. Yeah. It's one of those three things. So, I mean, he's awesome. I love him. He's great, but He's in larva mode. I don't I don't really yeah. feel like like it's not real deep fatherhood yet, right? As right now I'm just like taking care of a tiny creature. Yeah. That that is absolutely helpless in every way yeah you have this uh that, that's a little bit different than like i think i don't think i'm in the thick of it yet is what well, I'm
1: getting at. i am see i don't know man i think that you i think that you're in the worst part of it
0: like, <laughs> i mean everybody <laughs> seems to say like that.
1: you're you're in the worst part of it because it only gets better as it continues right because because you do get to see the kid like grow up a little bit um, And then they start to realize things. It's so weird to watch a human being discover things for the very first time that we take for granted. Sure, so yeah. when Freya started realizing that she had hands, <laughs> it was an all-day event for her. She was just looking at her hands and moving her fingers, and that was enough to entertain her yeah. for a while.
0: Isn't that wild? It's like... You forget, well, you your brain's not even really, like, forming memories at that point. But at one point, you had a thought of, oh, I have hands. Because before that, you didn't understand that you had hands. Yeah, it's you crazy. Like, you knew there they they were these things, but you didn't realize you controlled them. Mm-hmm. There's so much of your brain just working without your brain
1: realizing that mm-hmm. it's working. It's just kind of a wild thing to see. So it's... You're, you're in the worst part of it because they aren't experiencing anything yet. They're still so underdeveloped that they're just in survival mode. Yeah. Still. Yeah. And, and there's no joy or pleasure, really. There's just no content really. and unhappy.
0: Yeah, there's content, uncontent, sleeping. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. And so, I mean, when he's, you know, sweet and we're just cuddling and he's smiling. That's- oh, dude. Dude, yeah. The, the first. first the first couple of smiles are, like, wild. And the and because sometimes their face just makes shapes and they don't understand it. Mm-hmm. But then there are some times where it's, like, you legitimately get a smile. Dude, and you know me. I love getting a laugh. Yeah. I like, think like, it's one of my favorite things is trying to get a laugh from people. Nothing is better than getting a laugh from a one-month-old baby. Oh, it's great. Him, him just being, like... Like I'm just like hey I'm tickling in your belly and then he smiles I'm like oh my god that's yeah that's the best laugh you can ever get
1: yeah I really love the at least for me the dichotomy of your my attitude towards Freya when she was so little I'm like talking baby talk to her and there's nothing that fills my heart more than just looking into the eyes of my daughter and it's so sincere and sweet and meaningful And then I know and I tell myself at the flip of the switch, I will become rabid, ferocious, and I will stab anybody in the neck who tries to take this away from me. (laughs) It's
0: weird. (laughs) It's very
1: strange. Uh, the, The amount of ferocity that you realize you have deep inside you. And I don't know if I don't think that I had that before because I don't think that I would say that about Ashley as much as I love my wife.
0: Yeah, no, I know. We talked off mic a couple a couple weeks ago about like when he was first born. I like had a like in the hospital. I had a full mental breakdown Mm -hmm. because just dealing with that. Once he actually came, it was like uh, just all this adrenaline. Yeah. Like all of a sudden, like oh my god, like (laughs) you're legitimately ready to kill everybody in the hospital. I'm responsible. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like you don't want to.
1: All right. You're not looking forward to it, but if it goes down, you're not going to question it.
0: Yeah, no, I'm walking through the hospital and I'm like and I'm like anxious that somebody's going to try to attack me. It made no and logical. My logical brain was like, you're being ridiculous. Nobody's coming to attack you and steal your baby. But Mm -hmm. for that period of like an hour, I wasn't entirely sure. I thought somebody was I was, I was I was like, there was a part of me that was like somebody might be trying to steal my kid. And fucking put a microchip in them, and or replace them with an android, or take them to drink their blood. Fucking sell it to Bill Gates to drink his blood. I don't know what they're gonna do. Yep, and it it's was, not. It's it not happening a, to your kid. <laughs> it was an insane. Time. Well, I was like, like I'm not just gonna let it happen. Of course not. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it is a. Uh, it's a trip. <laughs> and then I got a couple weeks off work, which was fun. So we started. We got to binge watch a bunch of like random TV because there was nothing to do. You're just holding a baby. You know what I mean? Just just waiting for the next time they poop, which will be in like ten minutes anyway. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) have you ever seen so quick wreck for you? It's not something I'd put on the show. Okay. Have you ever seen a show on Netflix? It's called I Think You Should Leave? No. You must watch it. Okay. It's called I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson, a comedy show. Uh, there's three seasons. Each ep- each season is six episodes long. The episodes are like 20 minutes. It's a sketch show.
1: Oh, okay. It
0: is on par with... I'd put it on par with Chappelle show, Key and Peele. It's hilarious, and I think you will love it.
1: Okay, I'll have to check that out. Probably not something that Ashley would
0: enjoy. Sounds like it? You know, actually, probably not. No. Yeah, okay. I mean, a I'll lot of the times own. the joke... A lot of the times the joke is... There's one person who's just absurd and insane uh, interacting <laughs> okay. with people who are normal, like, what is going on? Yeah, she would hate that. It's, it's kind of – if you ever watch Tim and Eric. Yes. It's not nearly as, like, absurd as that. Okay. But I think it certainly has a similar comedic perspective. Like, a lot of non-sequiturs sometimes or stuff that just doesn't make sense, but it's so hilarious okay. in the way that it doesn't make sense.
1: And what's it called? I think I you, think should, you leave. should leave. Okay. All right. I'll have to check that out.
0: It's very good. Yeah. Mm. So we watched that. Uh, we've been watching, uh, man, bad dating shows. Dude, Netflix <laughs> also has a show called Too Hot to Handle. That sounds it's, awful. Dude, it's pretty awesome. So what, the, here's the premise of the show. They get five men and five women. And I mean, like the women are drop dead gorgeous. The guys are jacked handsome Adonis, like just babes, both just nothing. The whole cast are hot and dumb. Cool. Just you know, like the people who are living the best life and they're like early twenties. Okay. So the show tells them you're coming on a reality show, but it's a bunch of hot singles and you're going to party. So basically like it's real world, but on an Island, like an Island retreat and you're all hot. And all the women are skanks. All the dudes are fuckboys. Like, that's kind of the thing. That's what they tell them. And then when they get there, they reveal to them that that is not the show. What the actual show is, is that there is like a hundred thousand dollar pot and they are not allowed to kiss. They're not allowed to masturbate. They are not allowed any heavy petting. They are not allowed sex or oral sex any type of sexual interaction. Okay. The, because the goal is for them to develop stronger emotional bonds. Because they're all people who essentially just want to sleep around and they're young, they want to have fun. So the goal is to teach them how to have a stronger relationship. And so they drop it on them like they let them hang out for 12 hours and start getting drunk and getting handsy and they're like, "Okay, like I'm just going to I'm going to bang all these girls at some point." And then they drop the hammer on him like, uh, actually, you can't. And every time you break a rule, they deduct money. Oh, my goodness. From from the, from the pot. So it starts out the first, they all kind of follow the same lines. The first couple episodes are pretty funny because it's all these, like, well, they're these young, dumb hotties. Yeah. Just hooking up with each other and then they find out like oh you can't actually you're not going to get off this whole summer and they're like oh my god (laughs) and then as it goes on they actually some of them not all of them but a lot of them will actually like develop these like genuine relationships with people and the show is kind of teaching these young people who have not had successful relationships some tools to do it. Huh. So it kind of starts out fun as like, haha, look at these dumb hotties. Yeah. And then by the end you're like, oh man, I'm really rooting for those kids when this show is over.
1: It gets meaningful.
0: That's- yeah. So it's it's like a nice it's a nice mix. I think it's a really good I'm not a huge dating show fan. Yeah. Short of Rock of Love and Flavor of Love, which are two of the best shows ever made. Of course. But <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. Okay. That yeah. I mean that sounds
1: intriguing. It sounds
0: like That's what it... a lot of fatherhood has been for me. Sitting with my son just telling him like, You see you see that, Dean? Those are those are skanks. You stay away from them unless you're just looking for a good time.
1: <laughs> oh, raising a son is so different. <laughs> so different. <sighs> All right. Well, I listened to a lot of cake in the hospital.
0: Nice. Yeah. So let's uh, we'll put the ad in, and then we'll get into it. Hey, folks! Make sure to stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us at Get Wrecked Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Or if you have any recommendations you'd like to hear us review on the show, you can contact us directly by email. Or I don't know, maybe you just want to send us some feed picks. Creep? I don't know what you're into. I don't care. We'll review those too. What do you think of that, huh? In any case, all your requests, feedback, and general criticism of the straight white patriarchy can be sent to get at gmail.com. That's G I T R E C D P O D at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Alrighty, Micah. So today we are discussing the rock band cake. Most prominent in the uh, mid to late 90s. They are still together. They still tour. I would say like 95 to early 2000s was kind of their heyday. So the album we listen to from Cake is their 2001 release, Comfort Eagle, uh, regarded by a lot of people as kind of their most technically sound album. OK. Now, the band has had a lot of change ups, um, but the people who are on Comfort Eagle you have John McCree, he's the singer, uh, he does acoustic guitar, he's kind of like kind of like the the, the soul, figurehead of King Kind of the band. Kinda the, he's the songwriter, he's the creator. He's been with them forever. Uh, next you have Vince Difiore. DeFi- Difiore, yeah. Yeah, yeah Vince Difiore. Uh, he's the trumpet player. Okay. And he's also been with the band pretty much. The whole time. What else is he going to do? I mean, let's be honest. (laughs) Go find a ska band. That's it. It's one of those two things. Um, On guitar, you have Zan McCurdy. On bass, you have Gabriel Nelson. And on drums, you have Todd Roper. Now, once again, these guys, they're not all in the band now. It's had a lot of like different lineup changes. But for the most part, John, the vocalist, Vince, the trumpet player, and Zan McCurdy on electric guitar okay uh they've probably been cake longer the longest of anybody okay zan was not the original guitarist the original guitarist i'll look up his name then he kind of set the the tone for how the guitar is approached in cakes music okay but i guess they just once they first had a little bit of success uh he had some like personal stuff or just some irreconcilable differences and ended up leaving the band Gotcha. But his mark is still kind of felt on them from everything I saw.
1: So what what album was this one as far as in their discography? Because we listened to Comfort Eagle.
0: So the band was formed in 91 and their first album called Formation and Motorcade. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm reading off Wikipedia. The album is not called Formation. I'm looking at the part of when they were formed. <laughs> so they were formed in 91 <laughs> Um, And they were kind of a small local band playing a lot of local gigs in Sacramento. That's where they're from. And they released an independent album, and it was called Motorcade of Generosity. And it had a one kind of like hit that was played on like college stations and got them some notoriety. Uh, It was called Rock and Roll Lifestyle, which I've listened to it. It's it's definitely a little bit rough, but it's kind of. Like many of their lyrics, it's a little bit cynical and it's yeah. kind of poking fun at uh, rock and roll like that excess. The, like the whole hook of the song is like, how did you pay for that shirt? How do you pay for your rock and roll lifestyle? It's just kind of looking at the the commercialism that comes with being a rock and roll star.
1: OK, could you kind of were the bones of the music there, though, in that initial song?
0: Yeah, for sure. OK, it's definitely a lot more stripped down in Raw. Okay. But you still feel, you can still feel cake. Um, their next album, once they actually got onto a label, and I believe it was with Columbia, was Fashion Nugget," which came out in '96. Fashion Nugget was the first time they started getting mainstream success. Okay. Have you heard the song "The Distance?" No. He's going for distance." Oh yeah, yeah yeah. He's going for speed, huh? That's cake. Okay. That's their first big hit. That was the hit off that album. Okay. Shortly after that is when the original guitar player left because they started getting on MTV. They made it to the Billboard. That's when they really started selling Okay, records.
1: That makes sense. That song, that, yeah. It's I can gr- see why that song would, yeah. would put them there.
0: It's a great song. Uh, their third album, Prolonging the Magic, came out in 1998. Um, once again, this one had one hit. Uh, one hit off of it. I think it's called Never There. Yeah, it's uh Never There was kind of the big one off that. Once again, got it was kind of they were on like the alternative charts.
1: Is that the is that the uh the album
0: with the pig on the cover of it? I think Fashion Nugget has the pig on it. Okay. Maybe. I'm honestly not sure. I I how do you feel about their cover art?
1: I love it. It looks like uh looks like wood uh like woodblock carvings and prints. Yeah, kind of just like like
0: classic '50s aesthetic. Mm -hmm. That's what it always reminds me of. Yeah. All right, so that's their first three albums, and then Comfort Eagle, their fourth album, came out in two thousand one. Okay, that's the one we listened to. Um, They have they did release more albums. Uh, Pressure Chief B sides and rarities came out in two thousand four. Showroom of Compassion came out in two thousand ten. And I believe that's their last like official album they put out. Okay, and um, they've mostly focused on touring, on touring after stuff that. Like that.
1: After you get a couple singles, you don't really need to do anything yeah. else. Well, and right? they have—they
0: they definitely have a cult following.
1: Yeah, that's cool that they're still together. For I mean, starting in the '90s, even if it's not the original members,
0: yeah, we're going on thirty some years then. And and I mean, I think like they kind of that probably that perfect level of success where they never had. A ton of radio play. Right. But they were on MTV a couple of times. They had some songs and I, on the alternative, they were always kind of like on the alternative charts. Mm-hmm. And then once again, Short Skirt, Long Jacket, that was the big hit off of... Off
1: uh, of the Comfort evil, evil Off album. Comfort Eagle,
0: the one we listened to. That one ended up being part of one of those old iPod commercials in like 2006, 2007. Yeah. So that's probably... You know, they get probably a nice sustainable income coming passive income coming in. Oh
1: yeah. I'm and sure then that they, they do. focus
0: more on playing shows and just experiencing their art. They're not worried about being famous and being rock stars. They get to just, they have their fan base. They get to make their music. It's probably like the perfect level. That's I, I was where you just going to say
1: that. Yeah. It sounds like exactly what you would want. You want enough success so that you don't have to worry about where your money's coming in or if you can sleep and eat under a roof, but it's not so much that they are overworking themselves for their life. Like yeah, that, that's pretty cool.
0: For sure. One of the things I'm sure you've probably noticed, one of Cake's real, probably there, if you were like, what is their music about? They're about authenticity and they are really against commercialism. It
1: sounds like. So it. they
0: have, you know what I mean? Their music has always been really tough to describe. I think when I recommended it to you, I I struggled to even like, I was like, It's kind of jammed. They're not a jam band at all. They're kind of like 90s alt rock, but they even said themselves we're the alternative to the alternative. Okay. Because they have a really eclectic mix. They pull a lot from classic R&B and from country. John, the lead singer and primary songwriter, said he pulls a lot of inspiration from like Hank Williams. Hmm. And they covered Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. On one of their albums. Oh, yeah. Which she said she hated was her least favorite version of it. (laughs) And people thought they were being ironic. And they're like, no, I just I just really love that. I really love that music. Yeah. So they've always kind of been understood. And people have always said, "Okay, yeah, they're wacky and zany. And
1: (laughs) (laughs) they seem fun off based off of this album. They seem like they'd be a a fun group to uh, to chill with. Yeah. I feel like I'd enjoy some conversations with with the band.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. So, and John, the lead singer, I mean, I think that's always the first thing that hits you right off the bat with Cake is, like, the lyrics. Yeah. Because they're kind of, like, sarcastic, and they're a little bit, a lot of times they're kind of pessimistic, I think. A little bit. Yeah. (laughs) But it has this, like, fun edge to it, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's... There's a little bit of humor, I think, in the lyrics.
0: Yeah. So John McCree, he's kind of that guy. He's he's a self-described sarcastic curmudgeon. (laughs) Okay. And he kind of... So I was reading a thing of what he's kind of doing with himself these days because COVID really disrupted touring for musicians and stuff. Sure. Um, So what he said he's primarily been doing recently is he goes out and plants redwood trees and he goes... It probably doesn't matter and isn't going to make a difference, but it makes me feel better. That's so cool. he's just that guy yeah. where, where he's like, he has these beliefs and stuff, but he's not shoving it down your throat and he doesn't take it too serious is yeah. how it seems. I
1: saw a video online in Canada. There's some tree that it or, or some plant that it is illegal to uproot it. I'm not exactly sure why. And I don't remember the name of the plant, so. Go find it. Look it up. But this video was basically this guy who would just go and plant this plant in the worst spots, like the most inconvenient spots at all. That's like very funny. Go to a playground and at the bottom of the slide, just plant it at the bottom of the slide. Things like that where people would naturally just want to rip it out and because it's
0: in the way. Yeah, but, but then they have to think twice. Yeah. Like, can I do this? <laughs> Is this do all right? It.
1: Yeah, that's fun.
0: Um Yeah, so... I mean, I talked kind of about them, their whole thing. Mm -hmm. Let's get into music, like actual music. Yeah. Uh, What are your first thoughts listening to this album? Yeah, this was so I just went through the song
1: first beginning to end. Um, Normally, we've talked about this. I like to sample the music and just kind of go through it but I knew that I was going to be in a waiting room for an extended period of time. Sure. So I actually called up one of my clients and asked if they had any work for me to do so that I, cause I had time to do some artwork and they said, yeah, here you go and gave me a list. So I literally just put on headphones and just did artwork for, for a good bit of my time there. Uh, so because of that, I just kind of like got into the groove of working and listening to the music. So I didn't, sample it I just let it play okay um, so with that I only really liked a couple of the tracks yeah um, so what
0: are some of the ones that stood out to you that you enjoyed yeah so
1: Opera Singer didn't care I mean it was okay uh, meanwhile Rick James was I would I would put that on I would put that on I liked okay so I'm putting up two hands right here okay one One I don't care for one I do like so Opera Singer I'm going to throw it on the uh, on the no meanwhile Rick James I'm going to throw that on the yes shadow stabbing yeah short skirt long jacket yeah commissioning a symphony yeah arco arena that's the that's just the instrument the instrumental one yeah yeah um comfort eagle yeah long line of cars yeah love you madly
0: yeah and then the last Pre- two suck
1: uh <laughs> pretty pink ribbon yeah world of two not so much okay so only a couple of them did i really like <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't all of them there was you know there yeah. were two on the album that i was like eh, but the rest of them i actually found myself really getting into. dude
0: it. it's so good um i'm so happy when you said you fuck. you knew what you were doing you son of a bitch <laughs> no, see for me because i agree there are two songs that i also don't like okay or that i don't like yeah. but mine are the last two it's pretty pink ribbon okay and world of two
1: okay yeah Yeah, World of Two was okay. It was okay, but it's just like, all right, well, this is the end of the album.
0: World of Two is kind of sounds like a classic like an old school, like an early nineties Seattle alt rock band. Like it sounds like Marcy Playground.
1: Yeah. I felt like if this album was a movie and every song was a chapter in
0: that movie, Mm -hmm.
1: that song would be the credits. Yeah. I'm like, okay, it's you know, it's not bad, but I can leave.
0: Yeah, I, that's one I always skip it. That one in Pretty Pink Ribbon. Yeah, I enjoyed Pretty Pink I Ribbon. Which I kind of like, I mean, I don't, a lot of his songs, it's kind of tough to understand exactly what he's saying, and I think that's probably kind of a little bit intentional. He's kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think they are metaphors that when he writes them mean something to him. Yeah. But he knows that they will be interpreted differently by other people. Kind of like, you ever listened to Zappa? No. Okay, well, Maybe someday, um, but Zappa kind of does a similar thing where he has these really weird fucking metaphors. Yeah. And it's not meant for you to understand exactly sure. what he's saying. I think he writes them. They mean something to him. And then when you get them, maybe it means something different to you. And I think that's intentional and cool. Yeah. Um, so but pretty pink room in my assumption is it's about breast cancer awareness.
1: That's a fair assumption. That's yeah. kind
0: of what it sounds like is he's singing about like uh, cure, the cure and uh, without I... the pretty pink ribbon you'd end up just like me. Oh, and, okay. You know, right. so I, I think that I think it's a song for breast cancer awareness which is cool. Uh, I just don't particularly like the sound of the song. Gotcha. It sounds like a bad Weezer song when I listen to it.
1: I could I could see that, yeah. If there was anything beyond face value or under the surface of the music with this one I didn't get it. Okay. Oh um I really took this and just jammed with it. Like Dude. it was it was absolutely perfect for me to just put headphones in and just go, just do with it. So on my walks through the hospital, I would just throw headphones on, I would listen to this. And it was great. Even and out of everything that you've given me to listen to, I have listened to maybe every album or collection uh maybe twice, maybe two and a half times. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I listened to this. <laughs> one. It was it was a lot. I I mean I listened to this nonstop for about a week and a half.
0: That's how I was in high school when I first found out about Cake. So for the folks at home, I also gave Micah three other songs that aren't on this album, but three ones that I think portray some other things or they're just some of my other favorite songs. So I gave you Alpha Beta Parking Lot. Mm -hmm. Did you like that?
1: Mm, It was okay. Out of of all three of those, I didn't like any of them to the degree that I liked this album. Okay. So you saying that album, I think, was the perfect recommendation because I listened to a little bit more of that album because all three of those came from the same one, which is the one with the pig on it.
0: Okay, yeah, that's prolonging the magic.
1: So... I listened to a couple other tracks and everything on that album to me was okay. But there was nothing that really jumped out that I listened to.
0: How do you feel? So Alpha Beta Parking Lot, I think is a really good, just it's a good pop song. Okay. Like an alt pop song. Yeah. Uh, I gave you uh, Let Me Go.
1: Yeah. Let Me Which, Go was probably the one I liked the most.
0: That's like my favorite guitar line of any song by anybody Ever. When it's like... (laughs) This guitar
1: player, I think that he runs the show for this band. He drives the music.
0: So a little bit about their music and how it's set up. Like I said, so let me look real quick for the original guitar player. Because he's the one who kind of set the tone for how they approached uh, the guitar playing. And he really helped them streamline their music. Greg Brown is the original, kind of the original guitar player. Okay. And so now uh Zan McGurdy has been their guitar player since 97.
1: Okay, so the original guitar player was with them for a couple of albums, sounded like then.
0: Yeah, it looks like two albums. Okay. But yeah, so they approach their music because you have really the core of the music is the guitar player, the singer and the trumpet player. And they they have this methodology that they use. The singer is doing one melody, while the guitar player does a different melody, and then the trumpet does a third melody. And they layer them together okay. so that each is enhancing each other, but also uniquely different enough that you can pick out each of, all of them happening at the same time.
1: Okay, that's kind of a cool way to go about it.
0: Yeah, And I will say, so Prolonging the Magic versus Comfort Eagle, Mm -hmm. Prolonging the Magic was the first album where they, uh, John had set out, in his words, he wanted to do something where they approached rock and roll, where the guitar wasn't the center of the universe. Okay. So that started on Prolonging the Magic, and I think they really dialed it in by the time you get to Comfort Eagle. They said, I think a lot of people would consider this their best, most technically sound album. Yeah. And I'm inclined to agree. I think I, Prolonging the Magic has definitely, if I could join the two, that's probably what I would do.
1: Is Prolonging the Magic the album that everybody knows and listens to? Is that the one that...
0: I think Fashion Nugget, because Fashion Nugget has their first really big hit on it. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, see, for me, I felt like in Comfort Eagle, I felt like the everything worked off of the guitars. So I feel like the guitars drove the music and everything kind of came with the guitar, came along for the ride with the guitar. Sure, yeah. And I think that worked really, really well. I think that if this singer had a different style guitar going on in the background, I don't know if I would like his vocals or the way that he kind of sang, poetry talks, I don't know if I would care for it, but I feel like it pairs really, really well.
0: Yeah, and that's all intentional. And so Zan, actually, the guitar player, he was joking because uh, the singer, he does play guitar, but he he plays the rhythm guitar. Okay, so the guitarist really only plays leads constantly. He's always they're always doing melodies. And that's what is kind of that's kind of their whole. Mm-hmm. That's their philosophy is the singer is doing a melody and then the guitar player is also doing a melody. Um, but Zan had joked in something I was reading that when he plays with like other bands as like, uh, you know, to fill in for somebody or like a side project. Yeah. He always jokes with them like, I'm excited I get to play chords because I haven't got to play chords in like six years <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> because fun. he's always just doing those. <laughs> sure. Doing cool licks. Yeah, which is part of the reason I love them. I think it's... Yeah, it's awesome. The music is just fun to listen to.
1: Yeah, I would agree. It's not something that I would normally put on and just go with it, but there's something about this music that puts me in a weird trance state of mind where it's just me and the music. And the rest of the world exists, but I'm separated from it.
0: Sure. It's very catchy. I think that's part of it. I think their music sucks you in. Yeah. And I think they do a really great job of every song feels like a unique story and feels like it's set in its own unique world because they're so eclectic. They hit so many different styles of music, if that makes sense. Like they pull a lot of inspiration from funk.
1: I can definitely see that. They pull
0: a lot of inspiration from, once again, R&B and from, uh, from rock and from grunge. I can see
1: all of that. I'm not very familiar with R&B music, so I didn't pick sure, up any think of like that.
0: Otis Redding, Tina Turner, and even if sonically it doesn't necessarily sound like that, yeah. that's kind of the emotional resonance of that music is something that's always really inspired them. And kind of driven their music and something they wanted to like. They looked at and they're like, "Hey, what are elements we can take from that and incorporate into what
1: we're doing?" Into the what they're. I mean, I I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was very, very cool. I almost expected people to just start singing in the wild while I was out and about doing it. Like, (laughs) like when I would go get groceries. It's it's a weird thing. It like really, I was driving. Through uh, just downtown through our area, listening to the music and I'm looking at people and I, I legitimately it was, it was it was so weird, Thor. <laughs> it was so I've, I don't know if I've ever had an experience like that where it, it pulled me out of society.
0: You're tripping on cake, dog. <laughs> it, it, was,
1: it was really weird, but I also really enjoyed it. Um, and it's not music that I would normally listen to. And if you were to say or ask me, "Hey, do you like the band Cake?" I don't know how I would answer that. I would say, "Yes, yeah, I, I like them, but it's a different style of of like. It's a different way to like music," sure. I think. And and that, I
0: weirdly get exactly what you're saying <laughs>
1: cuz they are they're unlike anyone else, really. Yeah. It was just it was very very strange listening to it and I'm, I'm like, "Do I normally listen to this?" No. "Do I want to listen to it?" Uh eh, but I found myself going, I want to listen to music. And when I'd pull out my phone, Cake was already there because I was listening to it. And I'd see it and I'd go, yeah, I'll listen to that. Hit play. Hell yeah. And it just kept happening. <laughs> Dude, <it's, laughs> it just kept happening. Dude, that's a, they, they
0: earworm. Yeah.
1: Really, really well. Yeah, they really, they really do. And I would just get the, uh, the guitar licks in my head. I would wake up and Rick James would be in my head. Sure. Yeah. But I don't necessarily like the the Rick James song. I mean, it's fine. I think I put, did. I put it in my in my good.
0: Yeah, I the forget. only ones you said you didn't really care oh, yeah. for are
1: opera singer yeah.
0: and uh, and World World of for two. two. Yeah,
1: yeah. Opera singer, I I don't know. Wasn't
0: I get it? That one kind of took a while to grow on me too. Yeah, I would say of that album, I don't really like Pink Ribbon or World of Two. But if I had to pick a third one to like get out of it. it Probably be opera singer.
1: I'm gonna have to re-listen to Pink Ribbon and look at it with the context of breast <sighs> cancer and see see if I mean that makes sense. Now that you said that, duh. Why didn't I? Why didn't I register that? But I also had a lot. Maybe maybe that's part of it. Maybe I maybe me listening to this when we listened to it or when I was listening to it, just as far as what was happening on the outside, was helpful for me to just kind of separate from it.
0: I could see that. Separate
1: yeah. from like life and and what was going on.
0: I think this is good for that too, because this music is, it always has like a warm, fuzzy feeling.
1: Yeah, it it was very interesting.
0: It it has a very upbeat, positive sound to it.
1: You know, that might be the case. That might be the case, because I also watched Ted Lasso on Apple TV. I've heard so many good things. I've just... It's, so I would recommend it. Um, I don't know if it's something that we would have enough to talk about. The first season's really, really good. But it's a very uplifting and wholesome show.
0: Ugh. Gross.
1: Okay, I hate it. <laughs> it's I really, really enjoyed it. But I think, again, with me being in the hospital for a week and a half, I needed something positive. I needed positive influence in, okay, in sure, my life. Yeah. So I watched that entire season in like two days and listened to Cake and did artwork and just kind of had that positive influence. Uh kind of keeping me going through through everything that we were going through okay so i think it was a very well-timed recommendation i don't know if you meant it to
0: be that way but so next time i have a music recommendation i'll like poison an uncle of yours or something (laughs) (laughs) like, like just really put you in i'll just try to emotionally uh stress your Yeah. Your life somehow. Sure. I'll work behind the scenes in some conniving, despicable, secret way to make your life miserable and be like, hey, I have a (laughs) music recommendation (laughs) for you. I feel like, you know what that is? That's
1: a Mentos commercial. That's what you've just got done. Wait, what? You've just just described a Mentos commercial where I'm having things happen, all right? and. (laughs) And they're awful. And because, you know, there's these horrible things that happen in the Mentos commercials. And then the guy pops a Mentos and everything's fine.
0: Okay, yeah. (laughs)
1: That's exactly what it is, is you spy for spy style just poison my uncle. And (laughs) I'm going through all these stupid things. The commercial has whatever music you've given me to listen to. And then you hand me the album and then I give a thumbs up and the Get Wrecked logo pops up. (laughs) That might be the method. I think that's... Yep. That's what it is. That's what it is. So when did you get into
0: these guys? Was it a high school thing for you? Yeah, for sure. Okay. And honestly, this is one of those... like I don't recall who introduced it to me or when I started listening to them. I just always remember there being cake. Did you
1: listen... Was this your introduction album or was it a different one?
0: Uh, Prolonging the Magic. Okay. That was kind of the album. And that might be why I... If I had to choose one or the other, I'd probably go Prolonging the Magic. Okay. But that's, that's probably why, just because that was the first one I was introduced to and really fell in love with. So what made you decide
1: to recommend Comfort Eagle instead of Prolonging the Magic? This is the one I have
0: listened to the most. Oh, okay. So Prolonging the Magic was an album that one of my friends had and we would listen to often. Okay. Comfort Eagle was the only album I had physically. Okay. And so, I mean, that's been in my car for years. And like Kendra loves this album. Like she sings along most of the songs with me. Yeah. You know, this this is one of those albums where we both love it. We can both agree to it. So cake is always like a great you don't have to worry about what to listen to. It's like Pop and cake. We both love it. Sure. We can sing along. We know all the words. Sure. Interesting fact, their name. Oh, is yeah. Not like cake. The food. It's meant to be like cake, like something you got caked up on your shoe or something like that. Like something that gets stuck that you can't get rid of.
1: Oh, really?
0: Yeah, like they're caked on. That's interesting. <laughs> I don't think
1: that anybody would get that reference. <laughs> sure. <no. laughs> yeah, <no>. Based <laughs> and, off of the name.
0: Yeah, and once again, kind of a class example of people misunderstanding cake and not taking time to ask them and just assuming like... This is the thing about them. They spent their entire career kind of like misunderstood by people. That's and funny. like, it's cool. It's fine. It's kind of a horrible
1: name for a band. If I'm being honest, I, I, I kind of hate it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I get that. I and, don't
1: love it. <laughs> and that but might...
0: it's short, easy, short and easy to remember. Sure.
1: Yeah. But again, if you wouldn't have recommended this to me and I look at the band cake,
0: I'm never listening to that <laughs> yeah. ever. I get that. I'm never listening to that. And a lot of other people felt the same way, too. Because <laughs> they kind of came up – so they're from Sacramento, California, which I believe is like Northern California. They sound
1: like a California band.
0: But once again, it's the early 90s. That sounded it like is, I said that
1: with disdain. I didn't mean they sound like
0: a California band. No, they band. definitely but, do. Uh Yeah. It's the early 90s. Grunge is at its peak. Sure. And I mean most of that is from Seattle, Portland, that nor- the Northwest area. Mm-hmm. These guys are kind of playing in the same venues and the same areas. And so they were in many ways, people just didn't get this music. They just didn't really get them. They kind of struggled a lot in the beginning in building a fan base because they were playing venues where grunge bands were playing. So it's like, go see fucking Nirvana and Mudhoney. And then here's this band Cake who from California who have this really like kind of funky, funky (laughs) jammy style. style music with this weird... Singer who doesn't really sing so much as he kind of has a monotone talk sing thing he does.
1: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's definitely not grunge. No, for sure.
0: No, I I think the best way to describe it would probably be like 90s alt rock. Yeah, that's really the best you can do because they encompass so many genres. Mm -hmm. And once again, this album is just one sampling of it. So they also dive into a lot of like mariachi and a lot of, they do a lot of uh, country and Western covers. Interesting. Dude, they do an incredible cover of War Pigs. Oh, yeah? Dude, it's so good. Huh. It's my favorite version of War Pigs. That's interesting.
1: You'll, yeah. ha- you'll have to listen. I'll have to like, check that out. Um, Interesting. Just, you mentioned covers. Our buddy Dan Barton, who's been on the show a couple of times, sent me an album of a country slash bluegrass band that just does covers. And it was a whole album of Three Doors Down covers. Oh, what? But it's but it's country slash bluegrass. And the series is called Pickin' On and then whatever band oh, they...
0: Oh, I once had a... Yeah, that's a... I don't know if it's all the same band or if that's just a series. Oh, okay. Because I used to have an album called Pickin' On The Grateful Dead. Oh, okay. And it was the same thing. It was just... Bluegrass, bluegrass covers, covers. Of grateful dad yeah. okay
1: yeah so uh, maybe it's <clears throat> maybe it's like an atticus album type of thing or uh now that's what i'll call now that's what i call music type of thing but it's just
0: yeah i'm not sure yeah
1: or pop goes punk pop goes you know whatever that's yeah that's kind of cool.
0: like yeah collection albums mm-hmm.
1: yeah i enjoy it
0: doors down country are they singing or is yeah. it
1: just oh no like instrumental it's okay. instru- yeah they're singing too it's very interesting. And it's a lot of their older stuff, like their first three albums.
0: Would you take, is it better than Three Doors Down?
1: N- well, okay. Here's the thing, Thor. I love Three Doors and, Down. And
0: I know covers are tough because because the song wouldn't exist. Right. But would you rather listen to Three Doors Down? Yes. Or the country? No, I'd rather listen person. to
1: Three Doors Down. Okay. But I like Three Doors Down. Admittedly. I don't know where they stand in the, in the echelon of, of music. Like, I don't know if they're around Creed level or Nirvana level. I don't know where they are. For music. Yeah, because those are the
0: <laughs> that, that, that that's, is that your scale for music?
1: Yeah. Either either you're in Creed and Nickelback territory, or or you're in Nirvana and Papa Roach. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Papa Roach. That's uh, Yeah. Or, or you're like with Nirvana. You're you're on a scale somewhere there where you're playing music. Clearly you're successful, right? Hence Creed and Nickelback, but Are you popular with people who like, quote unquote, good music?
0: Are you generally loved or hated? Yeah.
1: So so where are they? I don't know where Three Doors Down is, but I like Three Doors Down. I really like their first three albums, especially.
0: I honestly, I forget that they exist until somebody brings them up. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about- That song, I mean, because really, you you can't hate on Kryptonite. No, that song's amazing. It's one of the most catchy rock and roll songs ever written.
1: Yeah. And you know, the cool thing about Three Doors Down is that the lead singer- did not was not the lead singer by choice. He wanted to be the drummer. He is a drummer historically, mm-hmm. and they needed to find a singer, and they couldn't find a singer. So the drummer's like, "I guess I'll sing." I guess I'm singing now. That's why. so. On the first album, he does both. He does the drum track and he does the the lead vocals. After that, he just became the singer. And they,
0: dude, what an upgrade! Holy shit, going from a drummer to, <laughs> to the front a, right, man singer, back of the group to front stage, baby. But, but uh, that's talking going last pick of groupies to first pick. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on, well, that's
1: a trade up. Well, I mean, because they did Kryptonite, right? Now they're the most successful band of I don't know 2001, probably, yeah, and now they're touring everywhere, so it's going to be a lot easier to find a drummer now. Then it would be, I mean, because with them, I think that their vocalist is a pretty key part of their sound. For sure, yeah. So, you know, now he's this, now he's the lead singer. And I think he's a pretty good lead singer, to be honest. Yeah, no, he's... But anyway, that's, yeah, Pickin' On, Three Doors Down, it was, it was kind of a fun thing to listen to. That's cool. Yeah, it was cool. I would love to hear a Picking On Cake. I would love to hear some country bluegrass covers.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: Of, of this music. Especially dude, the instrumental on this album was great it's, it's one of my favorite
0: I'm pretty sure all their albums have an instrumental track, and I think you'd probably like all of them
1: yeah i I really, really liked the instrumental. It's in my top three i think of of the entire album. I think it's great
0: really okay yeah i don't I don't love it i I enjoy it as well, yeah. Now, I think it's a cool
1: mixture between the two guitar lines that are going on, because I don't know who's playing what part, but one guy's just doing a boom, 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 and then the other guy's like, da da, da 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 and going through all of that, super cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's very good. Yeah, I just um, found myself grooving to it. Oh, uh, let's see, what other, so short skirt, long jacket. Yeah, that song's okay, it's not my favorite on there, though. Yeah, that's, well, and that's kind of, once again, I was, you know, researching and reading into it, and they kind of joke- because they're they're like every one of our albums was a one hit wonder we were one hit wonder with all of our albums because they all have like kind of one song that did well for them yeah. and on this one it was short skirt long jacket and they're like we didn't see it coming we honestly didn't love it but for whatever p- reason people think it's fun probably yeah. because there's a na 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 add the na na na's to the song you <laughs> got a <laughs> one hit wonder buddy <laughs> Yep, so that's what uh, the singer said. It was like, I guess people like Na Na Na's. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> um, that one's pretty good. I love commissioning a symphony in C. Okay, it's yeah. Such a, it's such an interesting song. It's, it's this dark, like, minor tones, and it's just telling this cool, it's just telling this unique story about being an Austrian nobleman yeah, who's so rich he can commission a a symphony for himself.
1: Yeah, it's a it's an interesting that's one of those songs where I'm thinking he probably is saying more than what these <laughs> lyrics
0: are. Yeah. But I don't get it. <laughs> it's just with everything it's just it's a safe bet that he is criticizing capitalism and commercialism. It's that's always a safe bet with anything they're saying. Okay, sure. <laughs> um I also love I mean and Comfort Eagle is kind of the same same deal. Comfort Eagle was like cool. A pretty pretty blatantly like yeah, <laughs> criticizing commercialism.
1: Yeah. Is that the song that starts with We Are Building a Religion?
0: Yep, we're yeah, we're building it bigger.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was a fun one. I like that. I think that my favorite on the album was Line of Cars.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I really enjoyed that song.
0: That one has a really good, like a, a like a really good melody. Yeah. It's a real fun to, that that one will get stuck in your head for days. Yeah. And Love You Madly. That one is always a jam.
1: Yeah. it Man, this it was a solid album, dude. It's not what I would normally listen to at all, but I think it's going to legitimately be in regular rotation for me now. I really do. Awesome. I'd highly recommend it. Yes. Like, awesome. I would continue the recommendation for
0: sure. All right, cool. What are we looking at time-wise? Uh, yeah, we're about there. We're about there. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, then sounds like you've already weighed in a bit. Mm-hmm. But I gotta get an actual rating. So I'm tired of doing one out of tens. So on a scale of one to seventy seven comfort eagle eggs. On a scale of one to seventy seven eagle eggs from a comfort eagle. <laughs> yeah. Where are we at with that? Scale of one to seventy seven. One to seventy seven
1: comfort eagle eggs. Um, man, I would say 70.
0: Okay. Out of
1: 77 Comfort Eagle Eggs. dig it. Yeah, it was it was really good. There were only a couple of songs that I didn't care for, but there was nothing on, even the songs that I didn't care for, there was nothing on here where I go, this sucks. Yeah, there, there was, was still so
0: you could appreciate yeah, about
1: there, it. Yeah, like, it was not painful ever to for listen sure. to this.
0: If you like, hmm. So there might be another record if if you 70 out of 77, that's pretty good. It was it's higher than I expected it to be. Well, and also I did mislead you a little bit. I was like, they're a jam band and I saw your (laughs) face and I was like, I did want to throw you a little bit as like because I I definitely I kind of group them with jam bands.
1: Yeah, well, that's okay. So my view on jam bands is they're the equivalent to somebody who will just keep talking in a conversation and won't let you leave. Sure. Okay. That, that's what a jam band is. They just, can, I'm, I'm ready to move on, but they're not.
0: Yeah, you don't love a 15 minute song.
1: It has to be a really with six guitar really, solos, really good song. <laughs> it's got to be a real. I don't know if even some Tool songs get too much for me. Sure. And they're really intricate, and they're kind of my style of music. But I'm like, all right, I get it. So
0: where are you with presidents of the United States of America? Are you familiar at all?
1: No. Are you talking about a band right now? Yeah. Their name is The
0: Presidents of the United States of America. Never heard of them in my life. They have two hits Okay, that I'm sure you've heard. One is, She's Lump, She's Lump, She's Lump, She's In My Head. Okay, yes. And Peaches. I don't know peaches. Move into the country, I'm going to eat a lot of peaches. Ugh. Have you never fucking heard Peaches? I don't think so okay well I'm putting it on and as soon as this we're done recording <laughs> okay. you have to hear the song but they'll probably end up because if you like this I think you'll like the presidents too okay I think they occupy kind of like a similar space okay
1: all right yeah i I enjoyed it man yeah seventy out of seventy seven comfort eagle eggs uh I don't know what those eggs look like but that's where I'm going I don't know if they're as big as ostrich eggs. Or if they're, like, tiny...
0: I bet bet it's a Fabergé egg. Oh, okay. I think a Comfort Eagle lays Fabergé eggs. Is that
1: one of those really fancy ones? Like, the ones that are, like, embedded with gems and stuff?
0: All the crystals and stuff. Yeah. Okay. It's what you think of, like, Russian, like, uh, nobility.
1: Yeah, yeah. See, I feel like a Comfort Eagle would want to lay eggs that are like pillows.
0: Hmm. Okay, like a nice silk pillow with tassels? yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of kind of where cuz if you're sitting on it, right, and you got to you got to marinate the eggs a little bit so that they can turn into eagles.
0: Sure, yeah. Cake, if you're listening, then I mean, let us know what type of eggs does a comfort eagle lay.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd be very very curious. Um and also, just to go along with that, we've been picking up some uh some new listeners. We've found some in Missouri, we've found some across the pond. Um
0: Ew, don't say across the pond. I hate that. <laughs> across the crick, uh, yeah, across the crick of the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, across the crick,
1: the, the Atlantic crick. Um, so, what kind of eggs do you think a comfort eagle would listen or would would lay? I'd be curious to know your thoughts. Uh, get at us, folks. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Uh, are we anywhere else? Not really.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not really on so, all your favorite podcast yeah, platforms.
1: Yeah. Find us, find us. You can send us messages on Spotify. That's pretty cool. I didn't realize that that was a thing. You can listen to the album and tell us what you think about that. That's kind of fun. Uh, so do that. Get a hold of us. Tell us what you think. And if you have any recommendations, send them our way. We would love to talk about them.
0: Um, and Mikey, you know where they can send those?
1: Oh, where, where at Thor?
0: Getreckedpod at gmail.com. That's g i t R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. I almost forgot because it's been a while it since, has. <laughs> since we've recorded. Yeah, it's we been banged a We banked a bit. bunch of episodes. It's been a while. And as I started saying the G-I-T, I was like, I don't actually, I had to like think about it. I was like, I don't know if I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: so find us uh, at GetRectPod. Um, listen to us wherever you can. If you're listening to us now, I don't need to tell you this. You found the spots. But um, <laughs> until... Uh until we next need time. to talk
0: about next week's recommendation. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Man, we got to get into the groove of things. Okay. <laughs> what so are you recommending next me? week? We're going to check out a movie and you might think that it's a pirate movie based on the name of this, but it's not a pirate movie. It's called R R R and it is our first foray into the Bollywood scene.
0: I have no idea. I've heard the term Bollywood I know it's like Indian big budget films, mm-hmm. I believe, or, or like what's kind of like big budget for India. Yeah. I know nothing about what they actually look like dude, or, you... or what happens in them. I I have nothing, I have no frame of reference.
1: You are in for something, my dude, because Bollywood is, their movies are wild. They're over the top. The movie that I'm recommending is called RRR. It is a movie that takes place during The British kind of colonialism in India, like when they're kind of going in and forcing the British Empire to show up. So
0: it's going to be like a real upbeat story about how cool and awesome the British were. Yes, the (laughs) British are definitely the good guys
1: in this film, let me tell you. Um, But it's it's a movie with action. It's a movie with romance it's a movie with bromance and it's a movie with I think no less than 3 musical numbers. Okay. <laughs> and so the reason the main reason that I am recommending this movie specifically is it came out a couple of years ago and something about their laws where they make the movies. They either are very very strict on animal usage in the films or they don't allow animals. To be in their films because they don't want a Milo and Otis situation like they're they're very, very just strict. on. I that. don't know what that means. Uh, do you know the movie Milo and Otis? No. Yeah. Fami- what? Um, no, it's a movie. It's a kid's movie.
0: The name uh, sounds familiar. Yeah, it's a
1: kid's movie from like 1988. I grew up on this film. It's about a little orange tabby cat named Milo and his buddy Otis, who is a little pug. This does not ring a bell? Nope. Oh, okay. So this movie. I know Homeward Bound. So it's in the same vein of that, except it's a kitten and a puppy. Okay,
0: but did they like talk to each yeah. other?
1: Yeah, they talk to each okay. other. Um, the thing about that movie, it's a kid's movie. It was made in China in 1988. That's where it was filmed. Ooh, and That's never a good place for... Ch- <laughs> for, for,
0: for uh, in, I'm sorry, go on. In, in China in
1: 1988, <laughs> there was evidently no animal rights protection. So there are scenes where little Milo is in a barrel going down a stream and little Milo goes over a waterfall.
0: <laughs> so, so what you're telling me then is that there wasn't just one kitty cat actor playing Milo. That's what I'm telling you.
1: Yep. (laughs) I'm telling you that there were a couple tabbies that went through that movie. Um, Because when you see Milo going over a waterfall, you're seeing Milo go over a waterfall.
0: Yeah, but you landed on his feet, so I'm sure he was fine. Sure did. Yep. (laughs) Or on a whole bunch of rocks. One of the two. (laughs) So... Well, yeah, but it was on rocks on his feet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there was water, so it washed away the blood. Um, (laughs) But... I loved that movie as a kid and then I found that out and it just made... It, I was heartbroken. Just destroyed it your just childhood? Did, yeah, it really did
0: because I'm like, what? They you killed-? were an exploiter. You were a disgusting animal this <laughs> yeah. whole time. See, actually, that's why I've never seen Milo Notice, Otis, Micah, because I'm a good person. That's, you know, you're a better person than me, <laughs> Thor. <laughs> you gotta live with the blood of Milo's on your hand.
1: I know. It's blood money. It's a blood movie. Um, so in this film, RRR... <laughs> All of the animals are computer animated.
0: Is it good? Actually, don't even tell me.
1: All of the animals are computer. I want you to, to really just like let that sink in as you watch the movie. And that's all I'm going to go with it. It's, it's a movie. It's got a little bit of everything in it. If you enjoy movies, you'll like this one. Uh, it's a little bit longer. It's about three and a half hours long, maybe. Oof, okay. Maybe three hours, something like around there. But it's going to be a fun one to watch. And where can I find this? Oh, you can watch it on Netflix. Sweet. Yep. Okay. It's, it's streaming on Netflix. Uh, and our buddy Zach McCrary from the comics that we love, the Podfather himself, is going to join us for that episode. Excellent. He also has never seen it. And for him, it was one that has been on his queue. It's one of those for him anyways that he just sees and he's like, I'll get to that eventually. Um, but he hadn't gotten to it yet. So he's going to watch it and join us. Cool. So next week, we're going to discuss RRR. They stand for something. I don't remember what it is. It's like Rise, Revolt, something else. I don't know. Uh, Watch it. And then next week, come back, listen to us talk about the movie,
0: and let us know how you feel about Milo and Otis. Do you have blood on your hands, too? Did you you rent (laughs) Milo and Otis from Blockbuster 20 times as a kid? Tell us about the regret and the shame that you feel. Yeah. I definitely won't intentionally poke fun at you to make you feel bad about it. I would never do that to anybody. <laughs> uh,
1: yep. So, until
0: next time, folks. As always.
1: You get wrecked
0: out there. And stay wrecked. Hey, Micah, what's a pirate's favorite letter? R. Yeah, some like the R, but most prefer the C. Ah!